What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we are coming at you with our first movie of 2022. Yes, we are. And we, if you didn't listen to our last episode, at the end of it, we did a top 10 list of our favorite horror movies from 2021. And this was my favorite movie from last year. And Brooke, it was your second favorite movie from last year. Yes. But this week we are talking about Psycho Gorman. I'm the heckin' best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Freak all the rest. (laughs) Oh, man. This movie... Well, I mean, I've already spoiled that it was my favorite movie from last year. So, I mean, we've kind of already spoiled our thoughts on it. But this movie's fucking incredible. It is. It is good. Uh, But yeah, before we get into too much detail, what have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, Since we last spoke, I've watched quite a bit, (laughs) but I'm not going to name off every single one. (laughs) Uh, So, as I mentioned before we discovered these lists on letterbox. So I've been trying mm-hmm. to knock off a lot of the IMDb's top 250 movies. Um, so one of them I watched was memento. Mm, that's a good. Movie. Which was my first watch of it. I've what'd never you, seen it before. What'd you think of it? Um, it was good. I think it's one of those movies that I'm going to like more, the more I watch it. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, it was kind of confusing. Like it jumps all over the place, but I feel like that's kind of what he was going for. Um, mm-hmm. I like the idea of it. Super original idea. So, yeah, I liked it. Nice. Um, I've kind of mistakenly started ranking all the Marvel movies oh God. on Letterboxd. So I've been watching a bunch of those. I am about halfway through Winter Soldier. Nice. So I'm going like in the... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like chronological. Chrono- yeah, chronological order. Um, there is a few rough ones there mm-hmm. <laughs> in between uh, Winter Soldier and Avengers, but there, <clears throat> there really is. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, Thor: The Dark World is just not good at all. And yeah. I'm not like a huge fan of Iron Man three or two. I thought it was okay, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, so I've been watching those. Um, we did watch Harry Potter's 20th anniversary, the return to Hogwarts. Oh, nice. I need to watch that still. Yeah. Like in my review on Letterboxd, I said, like, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but I mm. actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It's just cool to see kind of like behind the scenes and like yeah. the actors, you know, 20 years later, like it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been watching, all of Nicolas Cage's movies are started <laughs> in 2022. So I've watched three of them so far. Nice. Uh, first one was a TV pilot <laughs> called the best of times. Um, it's only worth watching for Crispin Glover and Nick Cage's dancing. Yeah. Other than that, stay away from it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fast times of Ridgemont high, not a Nick Cage movie at all. He's in it for like two seconds. <laughs> but anyway yeah and then we watched a movie called valley girl which mm-hmm. i told you is actually just got remade into a musical mm-hmm. um and me and bettina loved it so much uh i thought it really? was really good yeah dude i i highly recommend it really um yeah we loved it man it was it's like cheesy 80s movies it has the girl from um uh april fool's day she's in a bunch of other like horror movies from that era Mm. uh like uh grizzly 2 revenge um that movie didn't need a fucking sequel (laughs) yeah yeah uh but yeah we really liked it a lot okay cool um and anything else really oh and uh Two of the Star Wars movies are on that IMDb list. Oh, so nice. I decided that I'm going to watch all the Star Wars movies mm-hmm. in chronological order as well and rate them on Letterboxd. So nice. we watched the first one. 
Sweet. Yeah, that original trilogy, I don't understand how all three of them aren't on the 250 list. Because... Yeah, the first... The first two definitely should be on there. The third one I haven't watched in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not really my go-to, but uh, yeah. No, but I mean, if you're going to put the first two on, I think like just finish the trilogy on there. It kind of all goes hand in yeah, hand. That's fair. I mean, <clears throat> movies are always getting updated on that anyway. Yeah, I've noticed. I noticed the guy that made the list on on Letterboxd. He puts like an update tag on it. So yeah, like which an, is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. And he, he even says which one gets knocked out. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice so, little addition. Yeah, that's pretty much all it's worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, how about you? Cool. Um, so much like you with your Nicolas Cage movies, I've decided that I'm going to go through Keanu Reeves' movie list this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I watched John Wick nice. um, the other day, and then I watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. Does that movie still hold up? I haven't watched that since I was like <sighs> 10 years old. Mm, not really. No, it was okay. I gave it a two and a half out of five, but uh, I mean, I put a heart with it too, because I don't know, like there's a nostalgic feel to it, but right. Yeah. Is that the one where they go back and get Napoleon? Yeah. Or is that, yeah. The, that is that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It was funny, but nothing special. Yeah. Right. Um, and then we had a movie day with the kids the other day. Whatever day we had that huge snowstorm, we just kind of stayed in and watched a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched Ron's Got Ro- Ron's Gone Wrong. It's a tongue okay. twister. Uh, it was great, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Sarah really enjoyed it too. Where did you watch it on? It's on Disney Plus. Oh, okay, cool. I'll definitely check that out. Yeah. Uh. And I don't think I mentioned this, but I watched Tick, Tick, Boom last week. Yeah, you did mention it. Did I mention that? Okay. Or that you started it. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I watched 12 Angry Men um, because that's that's on the IMDb 250 list. Yeah. And I also rewatched Coco because it's also on the IMDb 250 list. Very nice. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's, that's about it. I've been reading. Um, I've been learning how to draw. I'm trying wow. to focus on using my brain for more than just fucking watching TV like we did all <laughs> last year. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm kind of trying to make up for some lost time with some creativity, I guess. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Um, I want to use the drawing as sort of like a I don't know, like a calming down activity sort of thing. Once I can actually start doing shit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keep the mind busy a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you finish that other canon movie that you told me about? Uh, Oh, a scanner darkly. Yes, I did actually. Fuck. I got to get used to logging these in the diary on here. Um, yes, I did. Uh, it's I, like I was saying to you, like, it's really cool the way that they do the animation and shit in it. And it was a good uh-huh. story, too. OK, um, I definitely would recommend you checking it out. All right. Guess that's it. That's it. All right. Let's cue that theme music. Like we said in the intro, this week we are talking about Psycho Goreman from 2021. Um, before we dive into it, what are you drinking tonight, Brooke? So I am drinking, it's been a while, it's been a while, but I'm drinking a Flying Monkeys. Oh, nice. Killer Cupcake Panda. 
What the fuck? Is that a new one? I think so, yeah. It's a double IPA. Hmm. 8.3%. Shit. I also got a glass with me, so you may hear some porridge going on. Some porridge? You're not actually pissing, it's just pouring your beer? Exactly. What are you drinking? Um, it's cold as fucking Canada right now, so I'm pretending like it's summer, and I'm drinking a Cottage Springs vodka soda. All right. <laughs> and because I don't have any beer. How's your cupcake panda? It's really good, actually. Yeah? It doesn't really have that double, double IPA-like tang to it. Mm. It's pretty uh, mild. That's good. Yeah. Maybe you're just getting used to it and you don't notice it as much anymore. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. All right. Let's fucking talk about this movie. Starting off the synopsis. After unearthing a gem that controls an evil monster looking to destroy the universe, a young girl and her brother use it to make him do their bidding. They sure do. Realistically, it's just the girl that does yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Her brother's a little pussy. <laughs> you can say that again. <laughs> um, this movie was directed by Stephen Kostansky. Uh, he directed Manborg, which is a very low budget movie um i think creepy crap podcast did it a while back obviously a while back but um he also did a segment in vhs 94 he did a segment in abc's of death 2 uh he directed the void which was a movie that we did with uh um the spook squad well formerly the spook squad now they're uh the fright crew podcast yeah. Um, and he did Father's Day and Leprechaun Returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Returns the one that you really liked? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I had to make sure because I saw that and I was like, was that the one? So I like click on it and like read the synopsis. I was like, okay, it's it's not it's not the uh, WWE one. <laughs> right. That's Origins, right? Is that yeah. That yeah. Yeah, it was trash. Yeah, I don't, I know I didn't really like The Void that much. I forget what you thought of that movie. I think I enjoyed it, mm-hmm. not like overly, but it was it was a good enough movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he doesn't have a huge resume. Like, I mean, and he directed like four episodes of a TV show. I can't remember and a bunch of short, short movies. But um, yeah, he only has like five full length movies, I think. Yeah. And they're all fairly low budget. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. Starting off the cast list, I didn't write down any acting credits for these actors because a, a lot of them, this was their only acting credit. Okay. Or, or like maybe two other things that are like super unknown. Yeah, I have two for somebody. Or okay. For one for one person, one for another. Okay. Um, so leading off is Nita Josie Hanna, who played Mimi, which is the young girl that we talked about before. Um, Owen Meyer played Luke, her brother. Mm-hmm. Matthew Ninabar played Psycho Goreman, like his body. And then Stephen Vlahos did the voice. Okay, I was going to ask you that, like what the difference was. I assumed that uh, the second guy was the voice. Mm-hmm. And if you look at him, he does not fit that voice at all. No, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Adam Brooks plays Greg, um, the kid's father, and then Alexis Kara Hansi plays Susan, who is their mother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which acting credits did you have? So Owen Meyer, who plays Luke. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't been anything really worth mentioning, but he is going to be in Terrifier 2. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then Steven Vlahos. Um, I don't remember him from the episode, but he was in the show Wayne. I saw that. Which, yeah, uh, I watched uh, last year, and uh, I really liked it. So yeah, hopefully they bring back another season, but I don't know. Yeah, that show was really good. Was there only the one season of it? There was. Or was there yeah. two? No, there's only, only the one. Shit. Yeah. yeah, that show was really good. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading uh, Nita Josie's kind of like 
biography. Yeah. And I guess like she entered the Toronto like international movie convention or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she won like every award. Really? That she could. Yeah. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, I got it here. Like for this movie or just in general? No, no. So she entered the Canadian Model and Talent Convention in Toronto and won Best Monologue, Best Commercial, Best Kids Casting, Best Dancer, First Place in Sinning, and Child Actor of the Year. Holy shit. Yeah. Good for her. We do see her sing at one point in the movie, and I was like, damn, this little girl can actually sing pretty well. Yeah, exactly. Considering like... I don't know, like there's a whole like rock monologue and it's not her singing it at all. So like we didn't really have any introduction to her voice prior to that one small snippet that we see later on. But mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it even says uh, even though she is small in size for a 12 year old, she is extremely mature and is able to take on roles that are more mature. Hmm. And I think her character in Mimi is. She seems more mature than her brother, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely runs the household, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't personally like her character. I found I found the uh, I don't know if I found the acting to be like too over the top or if it was just the way that they wrote her character. I mean, I guess I guess it would be the writing. Like she acted really well, but just yeah. the character, it was like, "Oh my god, like what 12 year old acts like this? Uh, I can think of a few 12 year old girls right. that act like that. Fair enough. But, but uh, I, they, I just say they reminded me of uh, Beth and Jamie Dutton. Yeah, actually. Wow. Okay. As kids. <laughs> I see yeah. it. I see it. Um, if I didn't already have kids prior to watching this movie, this little girl would make me never want to have them. I can tell you <laughs> that enough. straight up. Yeah. But anyways, let's dive into this movie discussion. So we get a little opening kind of monologue. Um, I couldn't find the whole thing on IMDb, but basically it just explains who Psycho Gorman is, where he's from, what he's done. Mm -hmm. He's from the planet Gigax, (laughs) which I saw in the trivia is probably a nod to the creator of Dungeons and Dragons because his last name is uh, Gygax. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so we basically off the bat, we get introduced to Mimi and Luke. They are playing their (laughs) made up game called crazy ball. (laughs) And I was trying to think, I don't know if you remember, but there was a TV show on in like the late nineties. I forget what is on like YTV or something, but basically you like submit your like games that you create. Okay. I don't remember. And, uh, yeah, like this is one of those games that would end up on that show. Like, oh, this game is so batshit crazy. <laughs> it is like no one could ever remember the fucking rules to it. Yeah, uh, Luke is terrible at it. There's yeah. like, yeah, so it's almost like dodgeball, but there's so many different added stupid rules to it. It's it's just a mess of a game. Yeah, and then like the loser, they get buried alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Luke is winning the game. And they have this rule where if you if the balls hit each other, then it's called a switcheroo. Yeah. And the first person to punch the other person takes all their points and they get plus one point and win the game, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes no sense. So Luke ends up losing, so he's basically <laughs> digging up his grave, mm-hmm. got this big ass hole in the ground and they hit the gem that uh, is holding psycho Gorman yeah. or as he's known as Archduke of nightmares. Oh <laughs> uh, man. Uh, so they end up going to bed and they have kind of this family thing. They like have like a knocking language almost. Mm-hmm. It's like Morse code basically. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, uh, Psycho Gorman gets resurrected, and this first scene where we get to see him is awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Do you want to go into? 
Oh, sorry. Um, so it's at night whenever they they come out, right? That that that's the first time that they see him. Yeah, because he like ends up at this kind of warehouse, and there's oh right, right, right. Yeah, I, I was thinking whenever the kids first meet him. Oh, um, okay, no, no. Yeah, so there's these three like homeless crooks that are in this warehouse, and they're all talking about like. Or there's the one guy who's like kind of the leader of the three of them. And he's mm. bitching at the other two, like pawn shops aren't even going to take this shit, blah, blah, blah. And he throws a picture and then it doesn't smash and it kind of pans out and you can sort of see the silhouette of psycho Goreman standing yeah. in the doorway. And, uh, <clears throat> and he, the one guy, the leader guy tries to fight him and he just fucking swats him away and slams yeah. him into a wall. <laughs> and then he, has like these magic powers and he grabs the other two and raises them up in the air. And then Mm. he grabs a hold of their heads or their necks. And he says something about how their flesh is like nothing or in like in maybe in many millennia, you'll be worthy adversaries or some shit like that. And then he just fucking rips their heads off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, so they're dead. And then the other guy, he's kind of laying on the ground and he says to, Psycho Gorman. He's like, oh, I don't want to die. And he's like, well, then live forever. And he, oh man, I love that line so much. Yeah, it's so sick. And he puts this put. I don't know how, what he does to him, but he like sort of like, uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like kind of like a Medusa curse sort of thing. Like turns into yeah, stone like almost. A, a stasis. Yeah, yeah. Um, where he's not dead, but he's just like not living really either. Yeah, it's pretty fucking gross. Like he's just sitting there, like frozen. His eyeballs are like going around mm-hmm. in his head. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, first scene is batshit crazy. <laughs> it, it really sets up uh, the way that he is for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so yeah, we meet greg and susan who are the parents and these honestly have to be one of the worst parents in movie history i don't know Uh, greg yeah (laughs) greg is just lazy and susan i don't know she just hates everybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) i mean you can kind of understand why she would hate her life like she's married to a fucking sad sack of shit her one kid her one kid is the biggest pussy in the, the town and then the other one is just like nuts Mm -hmm. yeah before they go to like the warehouse to meet uh psycho gorman for the first time they're like in the backyard and the parents are like how'd you dig a hole this big like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) and they're like oh let's vote on who puts the dirt back in the ground and everyone votes for (laughs) for greg and he's like i guess this isn't uh some sort of government (laughs) yeah then he like hurts his hand and when he's fucking trying to put the dirt back in the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Mimi is just hilarious, but I love her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it is about her. She just kind of drove me crazy throughout the whole thing. Like it's okay. not, it's, it's not the actress's fault. It's just, just the over the top. I'm the boss sort of mentality. I don't know. It drove me crazy, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, Luke and Mimi and Al- Alistair, they, who is like kind of like their neighbor friend mm-hmm. and, uh, Mimi has a crush, but not really a crush on him. <laughs> she won't admit it. That's for sure. No, she just says, Oh, I don't like him, but we're going to get married and be like mom and dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, they get to the warehouse, they find Psycho Gorman, and she figures out that she can control him with the uh, gem of, uh, where is that? I wrote it down somewhere. Uh, para, Paraxodyke, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it was. And uh, I just love the back and forth between him and like the kids. Yeah. You know, whenever he's like talking in his like menacing voice, and then she says something, and he's like, "Oh, did uh, there was one line that he says? Uh, oh yeah, he says uh, it's something like 
if you continue this nonsense, the more horrifying your death will become. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's definitely not used to being put in his place, so he doesn't know how no. to like take it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the actor who plays Psycho Gorman and the voice actor too, they do such a good job with this character. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I love that whenever Luke accidentally like touches the guy that's in that like stasis mm-hmm. and he like fucking explodes his head, like just pushes him <laughs> on the ground. And then PG is like, ah, he was my masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. I'm trying to look, I'm looking through some of the, uh, the dialogue. It's fucking, yeah, it's great. Yeah. This is where he kind of tells them, like they ask him, uh so who are you and like what are you doing here like they sit down on the couch and he he's going on about he's like the archduke of nightmares and and he's uh, so proud of himself yeah and then i don't know where mimi like interrupts him she's like oh this candy's gross and he just gets annoyed and then she (laughs) says like the knock knock joke and he's Mm -hmm. like what (laughs) (laughs) um throughout this like we keep seeing uh the planetary alliance as well which is like mm-hmm. this group of, I don't know, like this whole, like their whole side story kind of reminded me of like Star Wars. Um, and they're trying to figure out how to stop Psycho Gorman because he's been, he's been uh, buried for so long. And he's like a destroyer of the universe. He, he's almost like Thanos in a, in a sense. Yeah, exactly. That's his, well, I guess Thanos was half the population, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, so now they're trying to figure out how they're going to stop them. And there's this one woman who says that, like she's the only Pandora one. Pandora. Yeah, she's the only she's the one who says that uh, she's the one who thinks she like can stop them kind of thing. Yeah, she's kind of the head honcho of the, the Templars. Mm-hmm. And basically the Templars are like a religious religious cult sort of. Yeah, that took over his home planet and made them work. And he found the gem and got stronger and killed all of them, basically. Yeah. And he formed uh, the this alliance called the Paladins of Sidian. Obsidian. Obsidian. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, like the backstory and stuff and all that stuff is really cool. Like, I would love to see mm-hmm. like a graphic novel of this or something. Yeah, I think they could do a really good one. Out of the people that you saw at that group meeting, which one was your favorite or stood out to you? The little brain guy. Dude, he's my favorite, oh, too. <laughs> man, he's so funny. He doesn't really say anything, but just like his eyes just are like <laughs> lit up and he's just like looking around. Uh, yeah he's like a brain inside of like his glass tube but he has a body (laughs) um and the one scene the guy who's sitting beside him i can't remember what they were watching but Mm -hmm. uh he keeps trying to cover his eyes and the little brain you can just see him like peeking around the eyes and shit i don't know yeah it was really (laughs) funny uh i don't know if it was just my shutter or tv but i don't know the audio for this was pissing me off so much because like the dialogue would be super low like I could barely hear them talking, so I'd have to like put it up like louder. Oh, really? But then, like when the music and like action stuff came, like the other audio was like super fucking loud. I don't know. Hmm. I don't think I had that issue, but but uh, I love the line whenever Mimi tells him to like stay here and sit down until morning. Mm-hmm. And the next day they bring him, they're like, oh, here's some reading material on TV. And he's like looking through it. He's complaining. He's like, I do not care for hunky boys. (laughs) And then he's like looking at it for like five minutes. Or do I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. The hunky boys come back at the end of the movie, too. And I fucking died laughing. Do they? Well, something happens. And whenever he's fighting uh, the fucking Pandora Pandora. chick. And he goes, no, not my hunky boys. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. So, I mean, like, is is Psycho Gorman gay? 
I don't know. Uh, so yeah, he's using the TV to communicate to his paladins to come here and save him, I think. Mm-hmm. And I love that he calls Mimi and Luke uh, meat children. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, fuck. And uh, Mimi's at, they're at like dinner with the family and Alice Dare is there. And uh, Mimi like wants to go play outside with them, but they just want to go play video games. And she's like, ah, guess I'll go play outside by my own. And then she summons PG to come play with her. Mm-hmm. She's like, what took you so long? And he's just like, <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this part I didn't get. I probably just missed it. But um, why does Mimi make him turn Alistair into that monster thing? He, she doesn't make him do it. Uh, she's kind of like explaining love to uh-huh. PG. And she says something. Um, I can't remember how she words it. And then he, she basically wants him, wants Psycho Gorman to make Alistair l- like, like her back i guess oh, okay and then he ends up turning him into this fucking brain with eyeballs and tentacles that's <laughs> <laughs> fucking gross yeah uh, uh so we kind of get this random montage which kicks fucking ass mm-hmm. they're like in the garage playing like band pg's on the drums <laughs> and alistair's on the keyboards <laughs> and they start jamming and you get this kind of montage of them like dressing up psycho gore man and like just doing silly things like yeah greg is eating the bake sale cookies and pg like makes monster hands come out of the <laughs> container and grab his face <laughs> and all the little cautions that they put on psycho gore man just crack me up mm-hmm. i love the one that they settle on too yeah like cowboy kind of thing yeah yeah uh uh, so yeah, P- now PG is going into Luke's dreams, kind of like in between his nightmares and his dreams. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to convince Luke to steal the gem from Mimi and give it to him. Yeah. He basically says like, I'm going to get it, whether you give it to me now or whether I get it later. And he says like, I'll think about sparing your life if you give it to me now. Mm-hmm. And like, it's kind of sad in a way because Luke's like, no, I can't betray my sister. And then Psycho Gorman was like, well, would she give you the same respect or something like that? And he's just like, yeah. well, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So now we get a scene of them at kind of like this playground. Mm-hmm. And they're teaching PG and Alistair how to play crazy ball. <laughs> and then like out of nowhere, the cops come at it, come and like trying to arrest them. And uh, Psycho Gorman melts one of the cops' faces and, like, makes his hand, like, turn into the gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy <clears throat> is probably my favorite character in the whole movie. Really? Man, I was dying. Well, like, besides Psycho Gorman. But I was dying on this watch through. Like, just watching him, like, this cop. Mm. Yeah in the background and shit. Cause he looks hilarious. Like, like you said, he his, does. his face is all melted and his eyes are just like, he doesn't have any eyelids anymore. So his eyes are just like these huge bulging things coming out of his face. Yeah. And he can't talk anymore. So he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and if you watch him, like the background shit that he does, like, cause uh-huh. it, the main focus is on the two kids and psycho gore man, but yeah. he's just off doing his own shit in the background and like firing the gun off randomly <laughs> trying to kill himself and yeah. it won't work. It's just fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's actually a nod to one of his, uh, short movies or short previews. Oh really? Yeah. It's called bio cop. Okay. And it's like a five minute, um, like trailer. Yeah that he made so this is kind of a nod to that i really want to watch that then yeah it's like five minutes long hmm. but uh yeah we get the frig off song which is hilarious and <laughs> then he like hands the sign to mimi 
and it just says in blood, please kill me. Yeah. She's just like, oh, we don't got time for this. Yeah. I told you I wanted love letters. Yeah. And uh, PG like tries to steal the gem. He's like, ah, oh, damn it. So close. <laughs> uh, so the Templar shows up at the station, Pandora. But she doesn't look like how she usually looks. She doesn't have like her suit on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is talking to the cop that he let run away. So she knows that they, she has to stop him. She's the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, and another line I like from Psycho Gorman, or from Mimi, sorry, is uh, PG can sense that Pandora is there. He just mm-hmm. says, like, something's coming. And Mimi just says, what, you got a dump? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. So good. So this is probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. <laughs> um just like complete, you know, Power Rangers feel, you know. Yeah. Excuse me. So you meet all of the paladins of Obsidian mm-hmm. who are there to help Psycho Gorman. But they supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. They kind of betray him. And they each take turns to be, I guess, the ruler of this little clan, or mm-hmm. I think. Um, yeah, I didn't get all the names. One guy, one guy's name is Dark Scream. There's like, uh, like a Andre three thousand or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, basically, he like tells them to kill the kids. And then I just love this little like thing that they do in this. Uh, there's like little like things that they do in this movie. Just kill me. Mm-hmm. Like whenever dark scream says something and psycho Gorman is wearing his like sunglasses. Then he just like, <laughs> <laughs> he just like takes them off. Like he's a buddy. There's a doc. <laughs> I was dying laughing. Oh man. But yeah, they they know that Psycho Gorman's not as powerful as he used to be because he doesn't have the gem. Right. So that's why they're kind of taking advantage of this time. Yeah, so they start beating the fuck out of him. And Psycho Gorman's like begging Mimi to, you know, give him the power and help him. But she's like, nope, you got to apologize. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. She's like, nope, that wasn't a real apology. He's just like, (laughs) it isn't in my personality to be apologetic is totally against me (laughs) he's like well then i guess you're just gonna die and he's like okay i'm truly sorry (laughs) and then she's like okay and she gives him his powers and he just fucking destroys them the thing i loved about this whole scene too is that like there's like a a fighting montage if you want to call it that and like it looks like like they're really good like fighters. They're like doing spin kicks and they're jumping through the air and they're fucking kicking Psycho Gorman and they all have swords and they're hitting him with the swords. Oh, and then all of a sudden the whole like tune of the scene changes when this like robot thing starts spewing like oil, I guess, on him. Yeah. And it kind of reverts to like what's actually happening. And mm. they have them they have them down on the ground and they're hitting him, but they're like not really doing anything with them. Yeah, because it's all like in like plastic costumes and stuff. So it's not really, you know. Yeah, but I love how at the start of that fight scene, it like they make it look like it's this big epic battle, and then it. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It ends up being like like how larpers would look out in the middle of a field, like you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think they just captured like the nineties and like oh, late eighties for sure, definitely. And like the look of some of these monsters was like fucking awesome man like they yeah. look so cool there's like um the like little the guy witch you, doctor yeah the witch doctor was scary uh the uh, the one you mentioned like the the person is like kind of like cauldron mm-hmm. that like has like these body parts in with him and then like pg breaks the front like window and he just like pours out of it yeah yeah and uh the one guy he is like a pirate sort of and PG makes this like puddle. Mm-hmm. I mean, PG's just like, 
look into the puddle of truth or something. He's like, <laughs> this is who you really are. And then like a hand comes out and rips the guy's face off. Yeah. Oh, so good. And then the last kill, uh, PG just like turns into like this monster and just eats the guy from head to toe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's a warrior's death. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because prior to all of this, like whenever they're still trying to get to know him, the kids ask him like, oh, what did you eat at like in your home planet or whatever? Mm-hmm. And uh, he said that uh, like they would basically eat their enemies like whenever they killed them because it's a it's a warrior's death to be eaten uh and this this part cracked me up so hard whenever the dad is in the bathroom like taking a shit (laughs) (laughs) and then pg just like his head appears and is like find me or you all die yeah and then screaming yeah then like disappears and greg is like freaking out and then he's just like what where 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 do i find you <laughs> and then pg comes back and he's like gives him a directions like an address he's like you know so and so boulevard of broken dreams or something like that <laughs> and then he like gets scared again he's like i don't know where that is and then he comes back <laughs> again he's like take a left on so and so oh my god uh, yeah because it, it turns out that the the paladins actually did injure him. They put his own blood on their blades. Okay. Right. So it like cut him and he was dying, I guess. Mm. And then I like the line too, whenever they get back to the house and the family's kind of split at this point, like on mm. one side you have Mimi, Greg and PG other side, you have Susan Luke and Pandora. Yeah. And there's one line between Greg and uh, Susan that is cracked so hard at. Um, PG says something of like endless servitude. And then, or no, Greg says endless servitude. And then PG sound, says like, sounds like he's married to you, Susan, or something like that. Oh man, I was dying <laughs> laughing. <laughs> Because Greg and Susan, like, hate each other so much. Yeah. Because, like, the whole movie, she's going about how, like, lazy he is, and he hates that word. Yeah. You know I hate that word. My mother, or my parents called me that. My teachers called me that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, maybe it's true. Yeah. So, PG, Greg, and Mimi, they leave with the gem back to, like, the warehouse and PG is like, he's done. Like, he's not doing well. Mm-hmm. He basically says he needs the gem to get his powers back, and Mimi should give it to him. And she says, okay, but you can't kill me or my family. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. And she's about to give it back to him, and Greg is like, well, what about the whole Earth? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, that too. And she's looking for it, and it's not there. So Luke stole the gem from her. Mm-hmm. I actually I have that whole quote queued up right here for whenever okay. we got to it because I love this whole section of dialogue. So Mimi says, "Okay, here's the deal, man. I'll give you the gem so you can kill that mean lady, but you have to promise that you won't kill us." And he goes, "I will not kill you, little creature, or your family of idiots." Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mimi, do you mean it, Psycho Gorman? Yes, Greg. Wait, what about telling him not to kill everyone else on the planet, Mimi? Oh yeah, oops. And Greg's like, "Oops <laughs> is right," <laughs> and she's just like, not even caring about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that whole exchange was really good. Uh, uh so yeah, the, Luke, Susan, and uh, Pandora make it there. Mm-hmm. And now mom is a Templar. I guess Pandora changed her into one of them. Yeah. And you can tell like she's still trying to navigate her way through this suit that she's wearing. Yeah. Like, she, she can barely walk in it or move in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like the relationship between Luke and Mimi because like I had a sister growing up and like a younger sister yeah and i think they like nail the head on the coffin for this like it's just so accurate of how well most of the time that relationship is between a brother and a sister like at a young age Mm -hmm. and i love the line 
uh, that Luke says to Mimi, he says that people are the real monsters and you're one of them. Yeah. Because she really does treat him like a piece of trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so yeah, now PG, he's about to die. And he says, oh, like in your Templar handbook or whatever, you have to, like I can request a a challenge before you kill me or something like that. Yeah. And he says, but I'm not challenging you in hand-to-hand combat. <laughs> and he says, Mimi, you can choose the challenge. <laughs> and you know damn right what she chose, you know. <laughs> she chose Crazy Ball. Yeah. And I love like Rose the Bat. <laughs> uh, they're lined up. And Pandora is like, can you explain the switcheroo uh, rule to me? And Mimi's like, nope, you weren't paying attention. Sucks to be you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Uh, So, yeah, this kind of montage happens. And uh, PG, Mimi and Greg end up winning. (laughs) And Greg goes to high five uh, PG and breaks his arm on his (laughs) Uh, and they start singing the frig off song again yeah uh which is just an awesome song uh so yeah they basically win and pg is about to kill pandora and he's like i'll give you you know a warrior's death and she's just like no and (laughs) he uh he eats pandora's box oh nice oh that's good Uh, how that one queued up good for you i like it (laughs) um but before he kills her she um she pulls out her sword and whatnot and she he he tried to attack her with something or he tried to just fight her maybe and she was like oh you're no match for my sword and he's like fine i'll just make my own then and he starts (laughs) like pulling out her ribs like oh yeah one one, and like he like runs behind her and grabs a a rib from her back and then he runs in front and grabs one from her front and he just keeps doing this and then eventually like she has these like almost like antenna sort of things over her eyes yeah and he fucking rips one of those off and he makes this huge ass sword made out of her like (laughs) intestines and ribs and all this shit it looks Uh, so sick yeah yeah it does and uh, so, yeah, it's the end of it. And I get like a line. I forget whose it was, but someone says like, it's the power of love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget if that was PG. Yeah. It was but then him. PG is like saying goodbye to everyone. And he's like, goodbye, Mimi. He's like, goodbye, Greg. Goodbye, Susan. And then he looks at Luke and just like, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Long pause. <laughs> boy <laughs> and I know just can... like, yeah luke's just like thinking they're like god damn it my name's luke yeah because he can never remember luke's name and no. back whenever the paladins came through he's like yeah this is mimi and her brother and he's like my name's luke you should know this by now yeah um but yeah pg says like oh you've shown me a lot about love and I'm going to use what I've learned to destroy the galaxy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But he does promise to, to keep them alive. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like it's not going to do any good if fucking the whole galaxy is dead except for them, you know? Well, no, definitely not. Yeah. And then it basically, he like tears a wormhole, like in like their town. And he ends up like in some other town and just starts wrecking shit and killing people. <laughs> yeah. And then like they're turning the news and now PG is like a giant. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if like that's his true size whenever he has this gem. Like if yeah, that's maybe. why he, if that's why he became so powerful once he had it. Well, I thought he didn't end up taking it at the end. I don't think he ends up taking it, does it? Because he's like, because that's when he says oh, like, that's right. I learned... Like, I don't need the gem because now I have the power of love. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Because, yeah, he leaves it with Mimi. You're right. Yeah, and then we see the Planetary Alliance, and they're, like, debating killing themselves before he can get to them. Yeah. Do you think we get a sequel? I really fucking hope so. Yeah. I really, really hope so. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's, uh, 
Yeah. Anything else you want to add or mention that we forgot to talk about? Um, I just wanted to bring up that this movie was filmed in St. Catharines, Ontario. Oh, really? Yeah, which is not overly far from us. Uh, probably um, about five hours. Yeah, yeah. And it was made on a $150,000 uh, Canadian budget. Wow. So it's like a million dollars US. <laughs> no, other way around. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It was like 500,000 US. But uh, yeah, so of the $850,000 budget, only 50,000 of it was for special effects. Wow. That's nice. So they made all of these characters on a $50,000 budget. That's impressive. That's very impressive. Yeah. Because like, it's not like it's just Psycho Goreman. There's there's the Paladins and then there's the, the Planetary Alliance. And there's fucking Alistair, the brain kid, and the cop. Like, <laughs> there's so many different characters that they would have had to use these special effects for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the, the final scene before the credits, you get, you're at like Alistair's house. Mm-hmm. And he's like still his brain thing. <laughs> and his parents, like, I guess that's just like what he is now. Yeah. And uh, I forgot to mention it before, but whenever Alistair is like, at the park with them before the cops came and he's like leaving. He's like to Mimi, he's like, am I always going to be this way? And Mimi's <laughs> like, Oh yeah, probably are, but I still like you. And then gives him a kiss on the head. <laughs> he's just like, Oh, okay. And then it's like slowly like fucking squirms away. Yeah. There was another line that I wanted to bring up too. Hold on. Give me a sec. I got to find it. Cause it was with, uh, it was with Alistair. Um. Oh, whenever Alistair first meets him, he's like, "Well, it was nice meeting you." And Psycho Gorman's like, "Would well, it be a lot nicer if you were dead?" <laughs> Alistair's just like, "Okay, bye." Yeah. Uh, I just I love Psycho Gorman's fucking dialogue. It's amazing. Oh, I know. Me too. Um, the woman who plays Alistair's mom. At the ending there, she also plays Pandora, like, in her suit. Okay, I, I did no, notice that because the actor for Pandora had, like, there was, like, or one person had, like, three or four different parts. Yeah, that's her. Mm-hmm. That was her. Well, that's the way the blood splatters. Um. Okay. Yeah, this is a super fun movie. I'm excited to hear your reviews on it. Well, I'll just tell you this. My review on Letterboxd changed from the last time I watched it. I saw that. Oh, so you know. Well, I I know on Letterboxd. I don't know what your actual review is. <laughs> That's true. This. Uh, so for my story, I gave a 8 out of 10. Nice. I said it's one of the most original screenplays ever. Feels like a 90-minute Power Rangers episode, which fucking rocks. The story itself isn't that great, but I think all like the lore and stuff behind the movie is what is what's interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just so much more that they could expand on in this movie. Yeah, whether it be like a graphic novel or um, another a, movie or uh, a series or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I thought the characters, although all not likable, are still interesting in themselves. Mm. So story eight out of 10 and quality. I gave a 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. I said for the type of movie, this is trying to be, it's perfect. The costume design, the score and the performance from Nita, Josie, Hannah are all fantastic. Nice. So eight out of 10 and 10 out of 10. So does this watch move it up to first for your favorite movie from last year? Or is, I think I'll have to watch malignant again. Okay. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Um, I originally had my story at a seven out of ten, but I changed it to an eight out of ten based okay. off of off of uh, your point with the whole lore thing. I mm. I thoroughly agree with that, and I would love to see it be expanded on. Um. But yeah, so the story I gave an eight out of ten. I said intergalactic psychopathic monster hell bent on destroying the universe. What's not to love? <laughs> But in all seriousness, the story wasn't exactly great. 
but the script was well done enough to ha- was done well enough to have me laughing throughout the movie on multiple watches. Uh, mm-hmm. Steven Kostansky very obviously took a page from the Power Rangers from the 90s, not any of these fucking spinoffs that have happened recently. Um, when he developed the story and the characters that went with it, <clears throat> this movie has a sense of nostalgia without the nostalgia even being there, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think because it has such a Power Rangers sort of feel to it, and because they did such a good job at the whole 80s and 90s feel to the movie. Yeah. Um, this movie rarely takes itself seriously, and that adds to the massive amount of charm throughout it. We almost think that PG has changed, but we quickly learn that you can't teach an old dog new tricks, and I'm honestly so down to see a sequel in the upcoming years. Uh, my quality, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. I said I already mentioned the comedy in the script, but I'm going to re- reiterate that this movie is fucking hilarious. <laughs> the lines are delivered perfectly most of the time. PG himself had me cracking up throughout like the whole movie uh, with his pure disdain towards everything. Um, the zombie cop was such an incredibly hilarious character, and if you didn't pay attention to his background antics on your first watch, I highly suggest going back to his scenes and watching them. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie was made on such a shoestring budget, it blows my mind how good some of the gore effects looked and some of the creature designs. Um, I also noted that some of the creatures looked a little worse than the others, but I attributed it to like an homage to the 90s creature designs, mm-hmm. and I think they nailed them. Uh, the soundtrack was great and the movie looked incredible with like a good contrast of bright, vibrant colors as well as like super dark colors. Yeah. Just, yeah, everything about this movie was really well done. And uh, on a first watch through, like, like we first watched it last year, it really surprised me. Oh, I think so. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. No. I think this is going to be one of those cult hits that people are still going to be talking about in 20 years. Yeah. Um, I can kind of compare this to Evil Dead, I think. Maybe more funnier, I think. Like, obviously, Evil Dead at the time probably wasn't going for, like, straight comedy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know you've, you're you not a fan of that movie. So. <laughs> I, I see the point that you're making, though. For maybe sure. Okay, maybe more like... Uh, army of darkness yeah yeah like just doesn't take itself seriously it knows what it is and it just rolls with it yeah exactly very nice all right you guys know our scores let's head on over to rotten tomatoes and see what they've scored it the critics consensus over the top and enthusiastically strange psycho gorman delivers all the cheesy midnight movie goodness promised by its title so, based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? <clears throat> I think it's certified fresh. So, I'm going to go with a 92. Oh, shit. On the dot. Hell <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Nice. So, yeah, 92% on 83 ratings at a 7.2 out of 10 average score. Nice. Uh, and then the audience scored it, uh, 63% on yeah. 200, 250 ratings and a 3.4 to five average score. Yeah. So I could, I could see that because of the letterbox ratings. Yeah. Which surprises me. I mean, it's not, it's not a bad rating for this kind of movie, but I just, yeah. But the fact that. It's got a 92% critic score. It's certified fresh. Like this seems like more of an audience type movie than a critics type movie. Uh-huh. So, I mean, the, the contrast really surprised me. I feel like we get a few of these movies though, where it's mm-hmm. like the critics like it more than the audience, but it seems like a audience movie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just took me by surprise a little bit. Um, but the yeah the letterbox score was a three point five out of three point four out of five as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Screaming Cinema gave it a three out of five. Uh, Girl That Scary podcast gave it a four out of five. Slash and Captain gave it a four point five. Nathan from I hate your I hate your uh, oh nope I hope you suffer podcast sorry um, he gave it a five out of five. 
Um, Josh from HMC gave it a three out of five, and Anthony from Porcelain Peak gave it a five out of five. Nice. And you gave it a four and a half. Four and a half, and I give it a four. Um, and John from Porcelain Peak, he also gave it a five out of five. Oh, nice. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's go with some random ones because I've been getting a lot more <laughs> followers on uh, on there. Did you say um, Jensen? Nope. I forgot Jensen. Uh, he gave it a three and a half. Yeah. Uh, Horror Junkie 103178 <laughs> gave it a four out of five. Uh, shit. Uh, off the Cuff Reviews gave it a four and a half. Nice. And let's do one more. Uh, Forever Final Girl gave it a four out of five. Sweet. So lots of fours, lots of fives, lots of four point fives. Yeah, I think I could see this one moving up in uh, ratings. Yeah, I think so. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, shit! I forgot to do my scare section. Oh well, shit. Me to go first. Guess you're going first. Yep. Are you going to ask me? Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you ready for the scare section? I was ready yesterday. <laughs> what did you give it for a scare rating? So I gave it a three out of ten. God damn it. That's uh, what I just typed. Yeah, it's not scary, but it's, it's fucking hilarious. But some of the that's not english that i wrote um <laughs> there are some really cool effects uh and gore and some of the character designs are creepy as hell yeah uh scary scene i said the first kill scene with pg when he rips the guy's heads off and then he just makes that guy float there with his eyes rolling back in his head for eternity mm-hmm. i mean yeah. i couldn't imagine that fuck that <laughs> <laughs> And what I survived, I said only if I had the gem of Paraxodike. Mm. Yeah, you ain't surviving. Even even if I had the gem. Well, if you had the gem, I mean, you ain't yeah. surviving if you don't have the gem. Is no, it's true. Yeah. Uh, my scare rating, I also gave it a three out of ten. I swear, okay. I already had it. Mm-hmm. I had it typed up before you said it. Um, right. <laughs> I said uh, the good over the top gore and lots of it. Some really creative and bloody kills. Some of the creatures were creepy as fuck, as you've previously mentioned. Um, that fucking like witch doctor thing was <laughs> the shit nightmares are made out of, man. Yeah. It was almost like a doll's face, but like with it. Oh, what did it look like? It looked like the fucking the angel from Krampus. Okay, yeah. Like, if you did, like, a side-by-side comparison of them, I, f- I think the face kind of looked like that a little bit. Um, But, yeah. Uh, scariest scene, I said whenever he eats Pandora, because um, we see him eat somebody, you, uh, Dark Scream, is that what his name? Yeah, Dark Scream. Yeah. We see him eat him earlier on, but, like, his mouth doesn't go as big as it did for Pandora because she's a lot bigger than Dark Scream was. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, like, oh, it just, it's <laughs> fucking looks nasty the way that it opens up and shit. I think Greg and Susan are like, what's he doing? And Mimi's just like, don't look, don't look. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I survive? Absolutely not. Unless you and I are together and you have that little, the gem. Okay. Or it could be like Mimi and just pretend to have, uh, PG kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. That's all she wrote. That's it for Psycho Goreman. Mm-hmm. What are we watching next week? All right. So uh, I kept flip-flopping between three movies and I landed on one. Okay. Um, I haven't watched this one in a very long time, probably since it came out. And... I got reminded of it when we did our P2 review. Okay. And we are going to be talking about a killer elevator in 2010's Devil. Oh my God. I've never seen this movie. (laughs) What? Really? Yeah. No, I never watched it. Wow. Okay. 
the whole concept just seemed really fucking stupid to me. I mean, it's not really a killer elevator. Just they're no. stuck in an elevator with the devil. But <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool. Wow, I'm surprised you'd ever seen this. Okay, yeah, no, no, it never appealed to me. But uh, I mean, I don't go. remember it being the greatest, but I just really want to watch it. So yeah, for sure. Let's we'll fucking get into her next week. <laughs> All right. Hopefully, I don't hate it. Oh, that's okay if you don't. Yeah, or you do. True. Sorry, <laughs> I'm my own man. Yeah. All right. Um. So that's the end of the episode. If you guys want to catch us on social media, you can find us uh, on Instagram and Facebook at the Podcast on Elm Street. Um. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have some merch. You will also see a link to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. Uh, there's also links to our Discord server, our Twitch channel, our Letterboxd accounts. Please add us so we can give you shoutouts every week automatically. Um, and there's also everywhere that you can listen to us. Cool. Well, that's it. We'll talk to you next week, guys. See you later.